Well, today is another lovely day here. The sun is shining and it's quite mild. We've had some good weather over the past month or so. But we're back here with Jude once again and we'll just get down to it straight away. In verses 20 and 21 of Jude, we'll just read them once again. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. These two verses really should be an encouragement to us. We have been reminded by Jude of the problems that await us if we turn away from the truth. And here are some words of help and encouragement and comfort. Build yourselves up. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God and looking constantly for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life waiting for the rapture of the church, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, God has already a way for each of us in which to walk, and how we should walk day by day. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In Jeremiah 6, verse 16, Jeremiah 6, verse 16, Thus saith the Lord, where we see that in Scripture, we should take heed. Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. But sadly, they said, we will not walk therein. And that's the trouble, isn't it, nowadays? God says one thing, and man says the exact opposite. Micah 6 and verse 8. Micah 6 and verse 8. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. And that was the trouble with these false teachers. They weren't walking humbly. They denied dignities. And they didn't walk humbly with their God. Let us not be as recorded in Hosea chapter 11. God speaking to Israel. When Israel was a child, a young nation, 
I loved him, and I called my son out of Egypt. The more they, the prophets, called them to repentance and obedience, the more they went away from them. They kept sacrificing to Baals and burning incense to the carved images. God still speaking. Yet it is I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them in my arms, nurturing the young nation. But they did not know that I healed them. I led them gently with cords of man, with bonds of love guiding them. I was to them as one who lifts up and eases the yoke of the law over their jaws. And I bent down to them and fed them. How very sad. They had gone away from God. I drew them gently with cords of a man and bonds of love guiding them. I found a friend, oh such a friend. He loved me ere I knew him. He drew me with the cords of love and thus he bound me to him. And round my heart still closely twine those ties which naught can sever for I am his and he is mine forever and forever I've found a friend oh such a friend he bled he died to save me and not alone the gift of life but his own self he gave me Note that I have my own I call, I hold it for the giver, my strength, my heart, my life, my all, are his, and his forever. I've found a friend, oh such a friend, so kind and true and tender, so wise a counsellor and guide. So mighty a defender. From him who loves me now so well, What power my soul can sever? Shall life or death or earth or hell? No, I am his forever. Verse 20 again. But you, beloved, Build yourselves up in the, on the foundation of your most holy faith. Continually progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher. We spoke about this last week. We have to build our lives. It can't be static. We saw last week in Paul and Timothy... He was to build himself up, it said, on the foundation of the most holy faith, delivered once for all. 
And Timothy was not to do it in fits and starts, just as the notion came to him. Do a bit and then leave it for a while and then of a sudden rush to do a little more. Walking in fellowship with our God requires a disciplined life, something many Christians find difficult. You know, I had a friend back in Ireland, a solicitor friend who we did work together, and he was just like what I've been saying. He worked in fits and starts. And every Friday he'd have a sudden burst of conscience because he hadn't done something during the week. And he would be over to my office to discuss it. And so much so that I used to go home early on a Friday so as to avoid him coming in with his burst of conscience. Monday would come, the urgency of Friday afternoon had vanished. That is, until the next Friday. And you know, people in their Christian lives are a bit like that. If you're doing a building job, you can't just put a bit on, go away for a while, add a few more blocks. We need to be constant on the job, building ourselves up in our most holy faith. Paul says we are building as a witness to our Lord and Saviour. Our life has to be edifying to ourselves, to God and to others around us, that they may see Jesus in us and in what we are building. We are soldiers of the cross. We have to behave like soldiers, walk like soldiers, look like soldiers, and every day become what our captain wishes us to be until for both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren we need to build ourselves in the most holy faith until we become more and more like the captain of our salvation Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9. Hebrews 2 verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honour, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause the captain of our salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ, is not ashamed to call us his brethren. And in such a way as it says, 
in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 28. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 28. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Read that again. And now, little children, abide in him. We are to abide in Christ. And that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. In the tabernacle and in the temple, there was through the second veil the most holy place the place where God met with man at the mercy seat on the basis of the blood sacrifice killed today man meets with God on the basis of the shed blood of the Lamb of God at Calvary and here's a lovely hymn by Horatio Bonner. No blood, no altar now, the sacrifice is o'er. No flame, no smoke ascends on high, the lamb is slain no more. But richer blood has flowed from nobler veins to purge the soul from guilt and cleanse the reddest stains. We thank thee for the blood, the blood of Christ, thy Son, the blood by which our peace is made, our victory is won. Great victory o'er hell and sin and woe that needs no second fight and leaves no second foe. We thank thee for the grace descending from above that overflows our widest guilt, the eternal Father's love. Love of the Father's everlasting Son, love of the Holy Ghost, Jehovah, three in one. We thank thee for the hope so glad and sure and clear it holds the drooping spirit up till the long dawn appear fair hope with what a sunshine does it cheer our roughest path on earth our dreariest desert here we thank thee for the crown of glory and of life Tis no poor withering wreath of earth, man's prize in mortal strife. Tis incorruptible, as is the throne, the kingdom of our God, and his incarnate Son. We have a holy God, a blessed holy Saviour, and the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit. 
You know, man still likes to think he can invest material things with some form of blessing. So we have holy ground, holy water, holy buildings, holy garments, or holy orders. They do not exist in the eyes of God. Acts chapter 7 and verse 47. Acts chapter 7 and verse 47. But Solomon built him a house. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, saith the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Only those things which have been made holy by God are holy, set apart for his use. And so we do, however, have a most holy faith, delivered to us through the holy apostles. And it is by this faith that we must build ourselves up. And a point of importance... As one looks around the various churches and we observe how the truths of Scripture are being disposed of by many, it is important that we stand firm in the firm faith, in the faith, this most holy faith. But also, do not cede one inch of ground to Satan. Do not let anything destroy you or rob you of one of the promises of our Saviour. And that is, Jesus said, He have come that our joy might be full. As we look around the world, it's easy to become downhearted, disappointed. But Jesus said, He has come to give us joy in all its abundance. Remember that little chorus we used to sing as kids? Running over, running over, my cup is full and running over. Since the Lord saved me, I'm as happy as can be. My cup is full and running over. Maybe that be our experience, each of us today, that our joy is running over. Do you know something? It's when we are facing the storms of life and the days seem dark and the light of God's love seems a little bit remote. It is then that God comes to us and tells us, I came to give you life, to give you joy. And it's when it's dark that a light shines all the brighter in all its purity and brightness. The love of God, the light of the world has come to lighten our darkness. And now we come to the command 
The second command that the writer Jude says, and now the command, pray in the Holy Spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, awaiting the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, there are many today who have rather a strange, unbiblical approach to prayer. Those who were involved in Toronto, those who are involved in Alpha, and such organization, unscriptural organizations, teach, pray to the Holy Spirit, and invite the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit into their meetings. Praying to the Holy Ghost is not biblical. Inviting the Holy Spirit into their meetings. In 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 4 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 4 Paul asks what spirit are you worshipping? And we look at that in a few moments. Jesus said, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. As we gather in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have this wonderful assurance. Sadly, many today are gathering together in a mist of familiar spirits. When we received Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we were also given the gift of the Holy Ghost, who will, as Jesus said, abide with us forever until we reach glory. And so we do not pray, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. We see that some of these false teachers did not have the Holy Spirit, were not true believers. It is only when we accept Christ as our Saviour, as our Lord, that we receive the Holy Ghost into our lives and he comes and dwells with us and stays with us forever. In Ephesians 4, in verse 30, Ephesians 4 and verse 30, it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. The day of redemption, when we are gathered together at the rapture of the church into glory, and then we will arrive home. And the Holy Spirit, we have him indwelling us 
until that great day. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can lie to the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, verse 5. Paul talking about the wonderful hope we have of this coming great day. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is spread abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Romans 15 and verse 13. Romans 15 and verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's just read that again. He's finishing off the epistle and he says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And when we pray, we pray in accordance with the will of the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 13 Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual we must live and work for Christ in the power of the Holy Ghost. All we do must be under the control of the Holy Ghost or as the Holy Spirit through Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 4. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. People make the gospel story and the doctrines of this Bible complicated. Paul was hoping that these Corinthians would be kept in the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with them. What he's afraid of that some false teachers will come into the church teaching a different spirit and teaching things which these people may in some way accept. And he's concerned. And so we have the problem that Paul said, are we following the spirit of God? 
or as these men who were in Jude going around preaching a different spirit and seeking to confound the people and with whom they were working. And so that ends these verses which we read, verses 20 and 21. What spirit are we following? Make sure we are following the Holy Ghost and his leading and not grieving him in our lives. Amen.